so Disney or Blumhouse or whoever ha- heard your movie idea from your bird box cold open and is like, that sounds great, except now we've got this property society and you we're gonna we, we needed to remake, reboot, soft reboot, whatever, or uh, make a sequel to this movie. What are you gonna do? They're gonna give you a hundred million dollars, make your society movie. Are you asking us if we're gonna reboot, remake, or sequelize? Yeah. Huh. That's a good question. I wish Mark was here to answer that. <laughs> if only Mark were here. I would do a sequel because the ending is very interesting where that man, the guy, what's his name? Billy Are we going to spoil Warlock. it? Are we going to spoil it oh, right yeah, now? Spoiler for what? Like a 25 year old well, movie? To well, be I know, fair, but we're in a cold open. I didn't know if we were going to jump right to the ending. This so. is one of those movies that just going off the riff, if you're listening to this, you already know. Yeah, you have enough interest in this movie to have seen it. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, it's like, it's like John says, you clicked on the thing. Be ready for spoilers. Or you're like Garrett, and you had never seen this movie before. Oh, yeah, that's it. So pause the podcast. We're not going anywhere. Go watch the movie, because you'll have more fun with this podcast. We'll find out who's outside the door. Hey, what's going on in here? Who let Leroy in here? I thought we were doing Ghost Ship today. I wish. No, we're doing Society, Mark. Get it together. God, I don't know if I'm prepared. Leroy, get out of my seat. Scoot over. Sorry, Sorry about that, bro. Okay, what are we doing? What's the question? Are you going to sequelize, reboot, or soft reboot society? Ooh, what's my budget? A hundred million K. Good Lord. Who would ever pony up the... Okay. A um, hundred million pesos, so you'll have to uh, figure out what that is in American money. Um, Wait, see. did you say a hundred million K? Yeah, I was just thinking a number off the top of my oh. head. Because <laughs> isn't like a hundred million K like... That's probably just like it's a million a dollars. That's something. more than a million like, bucks. Yeah, yeah. So if it's a major so major studio wants to present this film to a new generation, um, I think you got to reboot it at this point. I think it's been too long to do a continuation. I'm not a real big fan of doing something 30 years later and be like, this is a direct sequel. So, Oh, really? I think a new one. Because <laughs> I got to know a couple of people who might disagree with you right now. I can Little remember a movie Halloween. we just watched. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that's a difference. They made like 10 of those and then went back and made another one. No one's done a Society 2, so... Yeah, that's I'm my just, point. I'm just saying, yeah, it's hard to soft reboot something that didn't have multiple things. You don't, you don't need to soft reboot anything if you don't have to reboot anything. If it's a solo movie, you can't technically reboot it. Um, you can sequelize it or remake it. What are you all going to do as far as like your remake, sequel, whatever? What's what's your plot? What's your what's your idea? I would probably just remake Billy it. Warlock uh, sneaks into the society somehow. He, he, <laughs> there's got to be some sort of cave, I assume. These look like cave people, and. Um, <laughs> You know, it destroys it somehow. I don't know. Some sort of destruction of the society, though. I would just retell it. I would just basically remake it with, you know... I mean, we're in a perfect situation right now with the elite getting away with bullshit. Yeah. And the top 1% and money. And I feel like a remake would fit really well right now. Yeah, the climate is perfect for getting something like that off the ground. Um, I would like to see more inner workings of the society... Uh, maybe as the film plays out, like put some more hooks in there other than just the hierarchy, see how it actually like kind of plays itself. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. There was a, this movie had a lot of like, I was like, my nose are just like, okay, Sony needs to explain what the fuck that just was. Um, (laughs) so not so much the visual stuff, but more just kind of like, wait, why does this do this? Oh, you know what? I want to get Mark Cuban in and I want to see his face melt into somebody's body. Like I want to get a couple of actual rich people. You want to Sharknado this shit? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think that would be cool. Mark Cuban. Very specific. uh, He's rich. He owns like everything. Haven't you watched Shark Tank, bro? Bro. I've never watched Shark Tank, so no, no. You know what? You made me watch Shark Tank one time and I gotta admit, it's not that bad. It's actually kind of entertaining to see what people bring to the table. It's also kind of sad 
to see what people bring to the table. Maybe we need to bring this reboot to Shark Tank. Should we, should we soft reboot Shark Tank? I'd like to cast each and every one of you rich fucks in this movie. Are you in? <laughs> Society Shark Tank. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined by John and Garrett. And special guest returns, Leroy. How you guys Leroy! Doing? That's all I got. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, y'all. Glad you're back, Leroy. How you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been listening to y'all, unfortunately. But <laughs> otherwise, you know, uh, good times. Right on. Uh, it was neat to see somebody write you into one of the John Dies first recently. Uh, I believe there was naked checkers going on. Yeah, with you, and you all put that in there. You know that, right? Because that was not in the story. No, I'm pretty sure I'm he pretty was. Sure. It was underlined <laughs> and bolded. Sure. I, I read it here. I don't recall any line that was like naked checkers. We liked checkers yeah. in a weird way, which I think may have implied nudity, but there was no like explicit. Can I just nudity. ask? Are you are you opposed to having naked checkers with John? No, not at all, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. <laughs> Check our Instagram and YouTube channel soon for. It's not like his wife listens to this, so you know whatever. We'll have to yeah, take it to true. Vimeo. They won't allow that on YouTube, I think. <laughs> Hashtag it's art, it's free just, the nips. It's just arts, you know. It's artsy. It's all. What have you guys been up to? Any uh, any movies you want to bring up? Any no news? Noteworthy things? Any rebukes? Anything like that? Uh, Don't no. all talk at once. <laughs> I mean, Oscars, the Oscar se- it's Oscar season. I don't know when oh, this is going to come Oscar out. It is Oscar season, yeah. I'm assuming you all have maybe looked at Oscar this'll, stuff. This will be after Oscars. All right. This will be better. well after Oscars. This will be even better because now you can make your prediction for Best Picture now. Can you believe right. that movie won? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am aghast. I can't believe Green Book won everything. Just swept the Oscars. Even in categories it wasn't even nominated and it won. <laughs> On the spot nomination. Yeah. And then won. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm pretty happy that Steve Harvey fucked up, gave it to Green Book, and then realized it was actually supposed to go to Spider-Verse <laughs> And then they, they fixed that mistake. Thank goodness. <laughs> I think getting Steve Harvey in the mix was a mistake, but what are you going to do? Yeah, they just bring him back to host the Oscars this year. That's fine. I'm assuming after when this, in, when this uh, he'll have host the Oscars by then. So basically, we haven't been doing shit, Mark. What okay. have you been up to? I got a couple things I wanted to bring up. Uh, the Netflix is rumored to be bringing us a remake of the Unsolved Mysteries show. I'm sorry, what? Yep, Netflix is going to bring back Unsolved Mysteries. But it, okay. what is Netflix not going to bring back at this point? True. My grandma. Oh, well, <laughs> she's still dead, bro. They don't have supernatural well, powers. Yeah. Episode of Unsolved right. Mysteries. You know what would be right, cool? miss you. Is if they go back to some of the ones that are still unsolved. And this is still Unsolved oh, Mysteries. Yeah, dude. Oh. It's like the pantheon of winners. You yeah. know? It's like the Jeopardy <laughs> bring back the winner show. Congratulations. You committed murder and didn't get caught. Yeah. Now we're going to find you for real this time. We got DNA evidence and everything. That's it. Uh, the creators of the original, John Cosgrove and Terry Dunmuir, uh, kicked this idea around at an AMA on Reddit one time, and it looks like they decided to move forward with it. I think when it was brought to Netflix, the show, they saw a peak in viewership, actually, people going back and watching these things. So I think that's where the, the Netflix got the idea. You know, why don't we see about making a remake? Who would you cast, though? Like, who would be the host? Gilbert Gottfried. Done. <laughs> Unsolved mystery. bed. <laughs> I just, I mean, I would cast him in anything that requires a voice, though, just because I love the sound of his voice. I just, who's going to meet the Robert Stackness of Robert Stack? It could be like a Robert De Niro. That would be really great. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to do an impression, but you could imagine that he was uh, <laughs> really nail it. I think we'll, we'll just we'll just input a, a, a Robert De Niro like line, and we'll say that you did that. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> It'll sound perfect. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? 
Wow, John, that Robert De Niro impersonation was spot on. I that practice in the mirror 90 yeah. times a day, so. Good work. Good job. If we don't use the you talking to me after he just <laughs> said that, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> off you guys straight up. Yeah, I don't know. I've, this show creeped me out. Probably the music did a lot of that, too. Um, so they, I hope they keep the same soundtrack, but some of those re- reimaginings were always kind of creepy. Well, Mondo just got the rights to put the the soundtrack. Uh, it's like a two-song single out. Mondo just put out a oh, really? mystery single, so you can get the sound, you get the, the intro theme and the outro theme. Well, funny enough, there's a small label called Graveface. I think it's Graveface, based out of Georgia. They actually put out a whole bunch of music from the TV show. Mm. So I'm curious about that, because it's like, I, I'm, I'm curious who owns the rights to that now, knowing that Mondo and Grayface and these labels... Well, the fact that they're licensing it out, at yeah. least, it means someone's willing to do something. Right. I think that's actually like a really good show option for something like Netflix to, to tap into, because it's simple, it kind of it's low budget, it's a lot of just reenacting, you know, like real basic stuff, so... I think it's going to be weird that the reenactment quality is going to probably be really good. I'm expecting some really <laughs> B and C level reenactments, and Netflix doesn't really do that, so... It's going to be weird. John Malkovich is going to be there. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be like a drunk history where they get famous people to reenact these unsolved mysteries. I would oh, actually be into that. Drunk unsolved mysteries where they watch an episode and then have to explain it to you. We're sorry, families of the unsolved. We yeah. didn't mean to insult you. But uh, here, look, it's... Uh, it's uh, we <laughs> We take that back. We do not take responsibility for anything that's been said on this podcast. It's Billy Zane as the victim. Um, all right. Uh, I did want to bring up something that I saw in Bloody Disgusting um, about the movie remake, in particular, Suspiria. Dario Argento of the original says that, quote, it betrayed the spirit of the original film. What? They were on board for it when it came out. I don't know if it, I didn't see anything post or I'm sorry before this film came out about the original director's feelings on the remake. Yeah, supposedly like they he had seen it and he thought it was a a, a solid movie or so, I read something there was an article somewhere it was just like oh like him and his daughter both have like been like yeah okay yeah we get it that's cool. Do you so. think it's because there's just so much is there is there backlash? I feel like there's kind of like a who cares kind of quality to this movie. I think like, I think now the dust is settled. The only people still invested on whether it was solid or not or the the horror fans who would feel betrayed by something like that sure i mean i feel like i enjoyed suspiria i don't doubt that it could have been a little bit shorter but i thought it was you know a a solid flick it looked gorgeous i thought it was a great movie i don't know why it was a suspiria reboot but because it could have been its own thing but i thought it was a good movie i think the people who are just still bummed about it are the people who felt like they kind of got betrayed by them changing so much but right who knows i mean we're all entitled to change our opinions maybe he liked the idea and then was like yeah on more watches it's not that great <laughs> well the full quote here um which was captured in a uh, in a chat with radio rye number one i guess that's some, it's just in go thing. fuck yourself <laughs> uh he said quote it did not excite me it betrayed the spirit of the original film there is no fear there is no music the film has not satisfied me so much that actually is a fair quote i think that if you if you go into it comparing it to the first one that is a very apt like response the music of the remake was not great for me especially I, coming against you know contrasting with goblin i think tom york is a great composer but it, yeah it didn't fit like so much of it just did not fit. Uh, I'm glad that the the director of the new one didn't decide to just you know shot for shot remake. He did his own thing, and that's great. I you know I don't like remakes that try to run the exact same story beats over. But it did miss the mark a little bit. I mean, if you're if you're going for it's like it's like if you remade Jason and then like have like a pop soundtrack, you know, like Friday Thirteenth, but you had like fucking Lady Three Eleven and Lady <laughs> Gaga and all these other people like on the sound. You're like, well, this is not fit, you know? Yeah. 
That's fair. Leroy, did you see the remake? I have not seen the remake. I honestly will probably never see this movie unless it just happens to be on. Not because I don't want to or don't care to. It's just more like I've seen the original. I'm pretty happy with that. There's like a million other things on my list I want to get to before I get to the remake. Um, everyone involved sounds interesting, although I'm not a big Tom York fan. I'll put that out there. But overall, like if I end up seeing this movie, it's probably going to be like a decade from now, way past when anyone's ever cared. Radiohead fans, Leroy's address is... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come for me. I dare you. Come at me, Radioheads. That's a challenge. That's straight up. Check our Instagram for MapQuest. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll never find him now. Yeah. You'll have uh, to print it out, but... All right, let's get into the, today's movie. We're talking about Society from 1989. Uh, this one was directed by Brian Yuzna. Is that right, Leroy? Yuzna? That's right, Yuzna. Yuzna? Okay. Okay, so that's how you say it, Yuzna? Yuzna. Okay, I had no idea. I was reading some information. I was just like, I do not know how to pronounce that last name. Uh, this dude is pretty big in, as far as horror films go. He did Bride of the Reanimator. He did Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. He did Return of the Living Dead 3, Necronomicon, The Dentist, and Dentist 2, uh, and some other ones. Uh, apparently, there's a Beyond Reanimator in 2003. I don't remember that one, but uh, yep. uh, yeah, he's been around. He also wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wow. I'm sorry, <laughs> Seems what? out of character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he wrote he, that, uh, believe it or not. Huh. Good for him. After after this movie. <laughs> yeah. He was still employed after this film, believe yeah. it or not. Um, this one stars Billy Warlock, actual name, as Billy Whitney. We've got uh, Devin DeVasquez as Clarissa Carolyn. Evan Richards as Milo. Ben Meyerson is Ted Ferguson, right? Ted Ferguson. I, every time he said his name, I thought I could hear Turd Ferguson. And I was like, yep, I'll Which take is, it. Unfortunately, they never went for that joke because it's not like that just, you know, that existed in the 80s, I'm sure. Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Uh, Charles Lugia is Jim Whitney. Patrice Jennings is Jenny Whitney. Tim Partell is Blanchard. And Brian Bremer as Petrie. This is what the back of the VHS has to say. We should call out. We actually have the VHS, thanks to Leroy. What that sound effects? <laughs> That's me shaking a VHS. <laughs> From horror maestro Brian Usna, Bride of the Reanimator, and FX Wizards Screaming Mad George. He did Poltergeist Two in the Abyss. Oh, he did so much. Comes a heart-stopping vision of hideous desires and unrelenting terror which lurks behind high-class veneer of society. On the surface, Beverly Hills teenager Bill Whitney has it all. Good looks, nice family, and money to burn. But lately, Bill has been feeling like an outsider, that he just doesn't fit in, that something bad is going to happen. Bill is starting to be very afraid, and he should be. He's being pursued by a deadly beauty with body parts to spare, and his parents threw a coming out party for his sister where ritual sacrifice was the highlight of the evening. Now Bill has the invitation to be the guest of honor at a very special gathering of society. But this is one party he might want to miss. Because to enter a society is to plunge headfirst into a world so monstrous, a truth so terrifying that Bill might just lose his mind if he doesn't lose his life first. That's a lot of words that there. That was a huge back of the box. That, like, doesn't sound right at all. No. <laughs> that sounds right. Leroy, how long have you had this, had this VHS? Um, I've probably had it for, like, six years, I want to say. It's been a minute. I, it was one of those movies I had to have on, on, actually own, which already tells you what I think of it. And... Uh, Going out and buying it, I was like, you know, then, then of course, like two, three years later, they come out with the Blu-ray, so I'm like, well, damn. So I decided to hold on to it, because why not? Now, had any of you guys, uh, other than Leroy, seen this before today? 
for today's episode? Nope. <laughs> Never even heard of it. Nope. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not really well known um, if you want to go off of Rotten Tomatoes, at least. Uh, here's what the scores are for that. It's for like 0%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Critics have it pegged at a 55%, and that's oh, only shit. out of 11 reviews. Okay. Um, the audience score is a 51% out of 4,077. So not a lot of people reviewed it also. Um, this is one that I came across a while back based on a clip on YouTube. Hmm. And it's the, the clip of when the dad is an actual butthead. <laughs> and I laughed so hard at it. I was like, I got to find this movie. Well, son, I guess you're right. <laughs> I am a butthead. <laughs> Hey, hey, Bill. That was the only context I had on it. And then, That's the best uh, part of the movie, by like <laughs> far. I uh, actually imported a German copy on Blu-ray before they released it here, and I just sat on it because I was waiting to have people over to watch it, and it, I literally had it for four years before I watched it for this episode. Hold on. So. I'm going to have to stop you there. So you were going to party watch this without having actually watched it first. Yeah. Uh, with people, <laughs> with friends. You know, we've done this before, Leroy. That time we just <laughs> randomly blind watched Ilsa, the she-wolf of the SS. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. I was actually, I mean, that's a great movie, yeah. but it's definitely like a, yeah, probably not something you want to party watch. Right. I'm kind of glad I didn't because, man, there's some disgusting uh, uh, ideas in this film that uh, go beyond the body horror of melting into people's uh, flesh and sucking their nutrients out. Um what about you, Garrett? Did you watch this one beforehand? No, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I saw this movie on like list of like the ten most shocking movies you'll ever see, and it was just like, and so I saw a clip of the the butthead thing where the dad's face is coming out the ass area, and I was like, okay, it's like a trauma type film. No worries. That's I'm what good. I expected too. Like and trauma. then and then I watched this movie. I love this movie for probably all the wrong reasons. Um, I love shitty fucking movies like Miami Connection and just movies that are just like inadvertently just terrible beyond belief. I love this movie because it was that bad. And then the end happened and I was like, oh, okay. well, we've just gone right the fuck off the rails here. This was a premise that someone had and they decided to write a story around this. I loved it. I, I enjoyed this movie, but it was garbage. It was hot, amazing garbage. And I'm glad I've seen it. It was fine. Yeah, it was a fine movie. I disagree with Garrett. I don't think it was like hot garbage. I was intrigued because I was like, where is this movie going? Because I didn't look up anything and I only just saw like whatever the picture for it on Amazon was. So I just played it. I was like, all right. And then I was like, oh, this is like a shittier John Hughes film. But I kind of liked it because I was like, oh, this kid is like paranoid. And I thought that like it was going to be that kind of movie where the kid was just sort of crazy. Uh, yeah. And then it like switched gears on you and it's like, holy fuck. And I was very along for the ride. It was a very interesting film. You're right. It's not hard garbage. Let me give you a couple excerpts of the great <laughs> writing that goes into this movie. Back off, bagel breath Blanchard. God, that was That's clever. a mean machine jelly bean. Fuck you, butthead. It's time to party hardy. Um, this was 80s to a T. Yeah, like, I loved it. Every line that they uttered, I was like, oh, someone wrote this and was proud of themselves. And I'm so fucking glad they wrote this because, God, if you love like cheesy 80s films, this is great. And then the ending like really threw me for a bit of a loop. I mean, I was like the whole movie, they kept pointing out slugs. and I was like, oh, they're a slug race. But nope, that was not it. <laughs> it was just craziness. Yeah, that's great. But they did not hide the incest plot line at all from the very beginning. That was just front and center. 
I felt like it was like real talk. Like I thought, like in my mind, it's like okay, that's how probably fucking kids like that in the '80s really talked or close to it, right? It wasn't like a real polished. As someone who grew up in the '80s, I never said "mean machine jelly bean." You missed John out. John was bro. not born in the '80s, <laughs> so it's like you know. I just figured they would. Yeah, it wasn't like real polished dialogue, so that worked for the, I think this kind of movie because it was a rougher around the edges movie. Oh yeah, it worked. I'm just saying it was just one of those like you have to accept the fact that it's going to be cheesy. I thought this was like a really elaborate horror Saved by the Bell episode. <laughs> wow. That's a great way to look at this. And it was great. I mean, again, I love this movie. Like, I'm kind yeah. of like, yeah, there's nothing about this I didn't like. You just swap Billy with Zach Morris. And there you go. The bully with AC Slater. Come on, Preppy. <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that. Now. My, Milo can be Screech. That, you know what I'm saying? Remake. Remake I think you literally could so? put the, all those characters in this movie and it would fit. Which one would Lisa Turtle be um, the, the girl that saves him or with no, the daughter? She would, she would be the one. Uh, the, the incest daughter. The incest daughter. No. I can't remember her name, but I just know that like her dad kept giving her the Trump look. Like, oh, yeah, that he yeah, gives yeah. Ivanka all the time. And I was like, Ugh! I think so her name's Jennifer gross. in the movie. Um, I think Jesse Spano would be Jennifer. And then uh, Lisa Turtle would be the uh, Clarissa character. Okay, that's fair. That's what I'd say. That's our podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the right. remake I want to see, the Saved by the Bell <laughs> Society remake for sure. I'm saved by the bell. So interestingly enough, this came out in Europe first in 1989 where it did very well. They held on to it for three years and then released it in America and it basically landed with a thud and everybody's like, this is garbage. Wait, so it came out in Europe, did well, and then flopped over here? That is what no. you said, oh, yeah. yes. Exactly. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm making sure I heard that right because... This seems like the kind of movie that America would have like latched onto. Does it? It feels like yeah, kind it's of so eighties. It's so eighties that like I feel like because I mean look at like eighties movies like Earth Girls Are Easy and stuff like that. This fits right into that pantheon. I mean I think the end may have like shocked people too much. Maybe they that kind of I took them out of it. Ready for that kind of body horror just yet? Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it like completely bombed here. Actually, it got shelved because it was just so poorly received. <laughs> oh wow! And then it came out in ninety three like. After the 80s was long gone by that point. Oh, and see, so, I think if it came out in 93, that might have been a problem. Movies had kind of changed dynamics around oh, that yeah. time. That's when yeah. The Crow came out. Yeah. And well, the director said it was considered a big joke. Um, and he was had he had some ideas in there that the Europeans kind of latched on to. But American audiences just kind of went over their head. I can um, see Or they that. just ignored it and just saw, you know, face value of what it was. I think that movie also timing would be everything. I think that had to come out at the end of the 80s. <clears throat> you wait till 93 to put that out. You know, you're getting like, what? When did Hackers come out? I mean, it was like 95. Yeah, I mean, so, but, you know. 93 would have been like Jurassic Park. Yeah, movies had taken a different, <laughs> the movies had taken like a different direction where, you know, that kind of stuff, like you were getting like shitty movies like Encino Man and things like that for their like kind of goofy teenage movies. I think, what, in 93? I bet the. Um, well, Candyman was 91, right? Yeah. yeah. The fucking, but that's, that's the different though. Jason, that handled that itself like a legit yeah. horror genre movie. Right. I'm this doesn't it, feel like a horror movie until the very fucking end. I think climate wise, yes. People, yeah. We were more on the Candyman mindset. So this might have done better in the late 80s. Yeah. And then Hellraiser 3 come out around that time too. I think that was, yeah, I think that was 93. The, the Jason where he blows up and he becomes a slug. That was like 93. Yeah. See, we, horror had taken a, a little bit different direction. I'm not saying right. that stupid direction this, <laughs> i'm not saying this couldn't have, it couldn't have hung but i'm just saying like you know i i think they missed the mark by delaying it it'd that be far. interesting oh, to yeah. see what the marketing was like in 1993 for this movie yeah yeah that's a good point i think that was the thing too is if if you kind of read some stuff it's just like i think they're they didn't know how to market this movie right. how do which you? is like how do you market this movie this is a very particular 
tone and story that goes one way and then zaps over to the other way entirely. It so, felt like five, it felt like five different movies mashed into yeah. one, which which worked really well. I'm actually surprised that they they took all these different like weird kind of movie tropes and like made them work in a story that at any point I didn't feel like I was like okay I'm done with this. Yeah, but and also this was still the time that horror was still considered garbage. You know, well, it's still like, considered garbage now to be fair. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying, Mark. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Didn't you know, Billy Boy? The rich have always sucked off low class scum like you. So the movie centers around our main character, Bill, or Billy, and he looks like a thin Sean Astin with John Stamos hair. <laughs> okay, I have, is this Bobo John Stamos written in my notes here? <laughs> Very popular hairstyle at the time. Everybody wanted to be in Full House, except for Uncle Joey. He never wanted to be there. Mark, do not use this as a platform to talk about Full House like you do everything else. You should have said, cut it out. Uh, no, I, I do want to touch on Billy a little bit because... The movie starts off, I kind of got the vibe that we were setting up a very cliche um, 80s movie where you've got a jock who's dating the cheerleader, mm -hmm. um, who's the popular kid. But the movie almost immediately just 180s that whole idea. Uh, Bill seems like a mashup of different character arcs. Like, he's, yes, he's, the, he's like a basketball star, but he's not popular. <laughs> Is he? Because I have a note here that says, man... 80s white guys playing basketball is a travesty. <laughs> well, he was dating like the head cheerleader and he was going to be, you know. See, I thought that was because of his status of being part of that family. Like he was kind of like, oh, he's cool because he is related to like. I think I think people. it was all part of like the, the movie setting up a, a, a character type and then going it with a different direction. OK, because it felt like, you know, we had the popular jock character happening, but then they mashed in the the nerd without any uh, confidence. Oh, you know what I mean? Talking about the debate scene, just oh his gosh, character in general. Because when that dude, when when his when that little nerdy guy started debating uh, Bill, I was like, oh, Bill's the popular jock, and he's going to take on like the nerd society. And then you find out that nerd is like balls deep and like hanging out with the coolest kids in this fucking like city. And you're like, holy shit, wait, he's cool. Yeah. That's where I'm saying where the movie totally subverted that expectation of, Oh, here's the nerd. Here's the jock. Oh, just kidding. The jock is the nerd. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Because yeah. that actually was something that was crazy. Like I could not figure out where Billy stood on like the social like hierarchy yeah. for the longest time. And I think that kind of actually made the ending even better for me because when they kind of reveal what they reveal, it was like, oh, you were never supposed to get a footing. Like, this was all just kind of fun for them. And it was like... Yeah, he was set up the whole time. This is like a bad version of the uh, the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, off the rip, they pretty much are just letting you know, like, Billy is different from every... Bill, actually, because Billy is the actor's name. Bill is the character's name. But it's well, easy his, to get him confused. His name in the movie is William. And yeah, I don't know if you right. guys know that a lot of characters in the movie had the first letter of their first and last yeah. name the same. It was like... Something Clara, you know, CC, <laughs> WW. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's clever, you dumb writers. The writer just did a find and replace and just <laughs> swapped those names. But it's very uh, Marvel of them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like off the riff, you kind of just like, it's like you're saying, it's, they, it seems like he's a part of this family, but you realize he looks different. Uh, he acts different. And he's not really a part of any of these groups of people he's with. So it's just like, it kind of adds to that outsider experience of the character more. Um, which I, you know, I don't think it's supposed to be like a stand in for the audience anyway. Cause it's like, whatever, everything is so weird to begin with. It doesn't matter. Whether that was intentional or not, they did yeah. a good job of like making you always kind of like, you never got comfortable with where you stood yes. in that society. 
And like I said, I don't know if that was intentional. I would I love it had to, to be intentional. If that's intentional, then, <laughs> like, then it'd be pretty tough to be accidental. Fucking kudos to the writers, even though there was some garbage dialogue. Like that's deep. Like I love the concept that they they wrote that script with the idea that you would never get comfortable enough to where you stood with this character, which made me feel for him even more at the end because for a while I was like, I don't give a shit about this dummy. Like I was like, I don't care. But then it was like, oh, dude, you can't figure this out. Like I felt like kind of like. I felt with the character, like, I don't know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And the movie does kick off. Bill is in therapy. He's been seeing a psychiatrist for a while. And, you know, he, he takes a bite of an apple and there's all these worms and maggots in there. And like the movie's kind of also giving this, you know, is he crazy? Is he not vibe throughout the entirety? So that's another thing that doesn't let the audience get their feet on the ground of, you know, is what we're seeing real or is this all in his head? Yeah. And to that point, um, see, so you, you we start with him in therapy you realize he feels like he doesn't belong. And then that smash cuts to your typical Beverly Hills, like affluent, like household where, you know, the blonde daughter is going to go take a shower and they're outside playing basketball. And then this dude named Blanchard, who evidently was the one dating the daughter at some point. Way out of his league, by yeah, the way. Way that, out of that his is league. a great couple that I was like, what? There's no way this ever worked out to begin with. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of a key, right? Like, this yeah. is a setup to a degree. Yeah. But we'll get to that. And the, da- and the daughter's like, well, you know I can't see him anymore. And they're like, okay, we'll get rid of him. And they go to look for him, and he's not there. He snuck inside their house, <laughs> hid in her closet, and as she's, like, getting naked to get in the shower, he busts out. And he's like, I've got to talk to you. There's some crazy shit going on. And she's like, get the fuck off me. And then the brother runs in, grabs Blanchard. Like, it looks like he's sexually assaulting her. Kicks him out. As they're leaving, the parents walk in. They're like, Blanchard, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to not be here anymore? And he's like, I've got to talk to your daughter. And he's like, clearly she doesn't want to talk to you. And then he starts giving her, like, the, like, fuck me eyes. And I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Let's just say that the, the parents brush this off. With such nonchalantness, it's like, wow, this dude was peeping on your daughter naked in the shower and you couldn't care fucking less. (laughs) Like, they should have been calling the cops, Blanchard, you're going to prison, you know, you're a disgusting creep. There's going to be, we're putting a a cease and desist, or what is it? Restraining order. Restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) Cease looking at me and desist masturbating outside my window. Uh, Nonchalant 80s parents is like such a trope. We saw that in Poltergeist, too, with it, like the daughter's getting catcalled and she's the mom's like, oh, whatever, you yeah, know. Boys will be boys. Parents just didn't care back then. Parents yeah. just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, Thanks, Will. You yeah, so Blanchard leaves at that point. Okay, and so I didn't know this, and this is going to sound really dumb. So they're like, are you excited for your coming out party? And I was like, I leaned over to my room. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's openly, she's going to be openly gay. You know, because I thought, I didn't know what a coming out party was. And I was like, oh, that's cool in the 80s. This is You're about a like decade a, too soon for those yeah, kind of parties. Like, this is a really forward-thinking mes- message. That's interesting. And my, my room was like, do you not know what the hell that is? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's where they, you come out, you come out, you let people know that, you know, and she's like, society. And then yeah. she, she explained it to me and I, I've never felt so dumb in my life. I was like, oh wow. I sound stupid as hell right now. Garrett, explain to the class what you learned. <laughs> what is this? What is a coming out party? Uh, basically it's where, uh, someone, uh, usually a girl in a higher society comes out and presents herself as like a woman. It's kind of like a, it's, it's like, like a white person quinceanera. Is this peacocking a little bit? It kind of, but Ruffling like it was weird for the because rich people. the way it seemed like they're like, oh, and Judge Carter's going to be there for you. And I'm just like, yo, are you supposed to present your daughter to like old dudes? Like, is that what this is? Because like, I still don't know fully what a That's coming out. That's very common. Yeah. If you think about rich people, they always have young wives. So 
at least back in the day, like, you know, I don't know what the fuck's happening to rich people in 2020, but in 1980, I would not be surprised. <laughs> well, John, as a rich that. person, let me tell you, <laughs> there ain't no money in this room. Coming out party is, so. <laughs> ain't nobody got money in this room. <laughs> quit, quit fronting. Send us all your checks, please. Uh, please help us. We're so poor. <laughs> Leroy, I'm going to need that two this, bucks I loaned you. <laughs> is this where you put in the stamps.com advertisement? Exactly. Stamps.com. Uh, Squarespace. Thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> let me tell you about Lisa Mattress. <laughs> Have you somehow never heard of Squarespace? Because <laughs> we got you covered. So you find out that she's going to have a coming out party. And then you find out that um, Billy is not going to be, or Bill is not going to be there. And like, he's kind of like. He's got to go to his basketball championship, bro. Was that, was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Like that. I couldn't remember what it was. But anyway, like, so he ends up going to the beach with his girlfriend, his hot blonde cheerleader girlfriend. Well, I say hot for the 80s. That hair was atrocious. <laughs> But so she was like 16, so. She, no, one in this, no one in this movie looked like they were like underage. This is 80s where like 30-year-olds are playing yeah, like yeah. high school kids. So I don't feel as gross saying <laughs> that. Um, and plus there's a lot of like wonderful like 80s underwear shots. 80s underwear was like a, a sight to behold. It did not look comfortable at it all. It didn't look comfortable, but it's weird. It kind of looks like it's like, that's so weird looking, but I'm into it, you know, but speaking so, of eighties underwear, uh, during the debate, like, how do these look on me? Guys? <laughs> Mark, you look great in those briefs. I got to say, this look good on they my... held up well for 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the debate scene where Billy's like trying to talk and then he gets basic instincted by the woman in the front row. This is before basic instinct. I know they did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Way to steal it. Basic and that instinct. was Clara, right? Is that her name? Yeah. Clarissa. Clarissa. Yeah. Um, Clarissa. But, yeah, the way she just like does the whole uh, Sharon Stone, you know, lift the legs up and ha- let lets uh, Billy take a peek. It just completely derails his whole speech for like three it's minutes. Such in shadow, I didn't pick up that that was going on. I thought Billy was just fucking having like a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I minor saw like, stroke on stage. And then I saw his like girlfriend from like five rows behind her slam her book down. I was like, how the fuck can she see what's going on? But that's when I clued into what was going on. I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't make right. sense how she would know what he's looking at. But I guess she pieced it together, maybe. Yeah. Line of sight? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe she knows that look. Maybe she's like, that's the look he gets when he's swearing at that sweet puss. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, yo, Billy, eyes up here, baby. But um, he goes to the beach with his, his girlfriend, and these like little kids are crawling around like commandos. That was weird. Mm-hmm. That was so awkward. Yeah, he, he's rubbing in some lotion into his girlfriend's back, and somehow these kids managed to sneak steal the lotion right next, like between their bodies. <laughs> like, I was so unbelievable. I was like, dude, you're going to see a little kid. Like, what are you doing next to my crotch area? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, little Billy's kid. Billy's a lot of things, but observant and uh, really sharp is not words I would use. So <laughs> that's not no, that he, ridiculous. That's true. Uh, I don't really know what, if anything, this, this scene actually serves other than to introduce us to the societal kids. His Weird girlfriend's like, imagery. go talk to I want to get into this party yeah go so talk to the rich kids I want to get into this Fer- super Ferguson. secretive party Ted yeah, Ferguson Ted <laughs> Ferguson Ted Ferguson it's a funny name um, she's like did we get invited to Ted Ferguson's party yet and he's like no and she's like I really want to go to that and he's like why and she's like I want to go to that and so he's like Ted I'll Ferguson's go such a great rich people name yeah I love it's it, man. so perfect and then <laughs> like, so he's probably like the third or something too it's great so he Theodore gets a- Ferguson the third Esquire oh I bet he's a Theodore of the Beverly Hills Ferguson <laughs> yes um, mm. so 
he gets up to go like get invited to the party, runs into um, Clarissa's mom, who's this monster of a woman. She's an oaf. Like, that, that's the yeah. only word I could think of and not sound too bad. She looks like she might have been like had her brain operated on. Like she had a lobotomy like or something. Base level thinking type I, thing. I, I was wondering if that might have been, you know, that might have come up later. Like the society might have lobotomized her or something. I think she was in the no, society. No, no, she's she's a she was, in, the she's society. a part of society. Oh, she's a member? She's yeah, a that's member because she was eating people and kept hacking up the hair and that was a, a running oh, joke. Oh, okay. I didn't, um, I didn't put joke, that together. You had to put like quotes around Joe. Yeah, yeah they're funny, <laughs> but... Ten quotes. But yeah. Then he goes over to talk to Ted. Like, they're like, we don't know anything about a party, dickhead. Get we'll out of here. telegram you. Yeah, and oh, they love that one. They thought that the telegram they line really was the funniest. They really sent them a fun- fucking telegram. They that was did. the best. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. They fucking straight up, like, notarized that, was, that and everything. The perfect payoff for that stupid joke was yes. the literal telegram showing up at the door like... <laughs> Dear Sir Bill, <laughs> there's going to be a party. You're yeah. invited. It was by cordially invited. It was fucking great. And it plays in well because, like, right after that, after they kind of snub him, he gets stopped by Blanchard, the ex-boyfriend who cornered the girl upstairs. Like, he's like, you gotta, I gotta tell you something. He's like, so calmly, like, hey, Blanchard, you caused a lot of problems for me. Maybe you shouldn't be seen around me. It's like, you attacked my sister, bro. Like, <laughs> I would not just be cool with you all of a sudden. But yeah, Blanchard plays this tape where you find out that the daughter is going to fuck someone her own age, then fuck her parents, and then fuck meet the, the host, which is the judge, and fuck the judge. All right, now, Bill, I know you're going to be a little upset about this, but I put a voice-actuated tape recorder underneath your parents' car and a microphone in Jenny's ear. What? You bugged my family? Don't bark my family? Just listen to the tape. Listen. I remember my own coming out. I was so excited. Then you can do it with women as well as men. Of course. You know the schedule. First be dying, then copulation. With someone your own age first. Then with your mother and me. Then in comes the host. And they're gonna she have to, already got fucked, right? She already she fucked gets Ted. Tossed up in that tape. She, <laughs> she, 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 she he'd already fucked Ted at that point, but she hadn't fucked her parents, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, and then he's like, I need a chart. That's here. a I can't yeah. track. That's a lie, Blanchard. And then Blanchard just fast forwards it perfectly to the part where she's like, You really lucked out, Jen. Ted Ferguson is really cute for our first partner. Ted Ferguson. Ted Ferguson. Ted Ferguson. It's a funny name. Yeah. Jenny and Ferguson. That's just the beginning. Here, listen. Wow, your boobs look totally sexy. Guys are gonna pop high ones the second they see you. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Ted, you are wonderful. <laughs> no, don't get too cocky, Ted. You know what I mean? Yo, this is so creepily, like, kind of sexy, but, like, this is so <laughs> creepy. It goes on for a long time. I know. It's like fucking a minute of I mean, I love sex noises. Fuck. I mean, in context, it's really awkward, but I was like, I was like, yo, these are some good 80s sex noises. Imagine having but, to do that. Like, all right, we're going to need to make some sex noises. She's, like, in a booth alone, just like, oh, I'm just not into this right now. If I could get that as a job, I'd quit my current job. <laughs> sex noise um, <laughs> So, so... He freaks out and he's like, this isn't real. Fuck you, Blanchard. Takes the tape, then goes to tell his, what, psychiatrist that, like, I know something's going on with my parents. Yeah, he busts in his, uh, or shows up at his psychiatrist's house and is like, I got this tape. And he's like, I don't, I'm not going to listen to this right now. He's like, no, bro, you need to listen to this tape. It's disgusting. He's like, we'll listen to it and then come back tomorrow and we'll talk about it. (laughs) And he basically switches the tape on Bill. Yeah, it's like just a pleasant conversation. Like, oh, too bad Billy couldn't come. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's the G-rated incest you always wanted. It's, we'll, an, we'll, it's we'll a nice have little dinner. thing to like, be like, is actually Billy actually 
imagining all this? Is he crazy or is he not? Right. Absolutely. It's still, it's lending that credence. Like, is any of this actually going on? Yeah, so. I actually thought he was crazy for a while until the next scene happens where they kill his friend. <laughs> then I was oh, like, oh, after seeing the dad look at his daughter the way they did in the very first scene you introduced the parents, I was like, no, Billy's not crazy. That's happening. But if you think of Billy as an unreliable narrator, you don't know if his dad actually looked at him, or his daughter that way. I mean, at that point in the movie. As the know. audience and they hold that fucking shot where he's just kind of like slowly eye fucking his daughter. I was like, Billy's not crazy. I just figured his dad was a little American psycho type character and, you know. Okay. Well, if anything, Billy does has, uh, he has daddy issues, parental, uh, you know, he's, he wants the attention of his parents. He's not getting that. I think that's really. He wants to belong. He wants to feel like yeah. he belongs in this like, quote unquote, society. I think it's far as. hadn't invented goths yet because he would have really just fit right in. <laughs> he would have fell right into this shit. <laughs> I think they were around in there. It was uh, not in Beverly Hills, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just didn't have a chapter out there yet. Yeah. <laughs> The Beverly Hills chapter of the yeah. Goths of America. But yeah, I think that's really the only thing that was wrong with Bill is he was just, he was needed some love. Yeah, needed some email, <laughs> man. Oh, we forgot to say one thing real quick that totally makes him what he, what he hears on the tape more believable. Before he goes to the beach, he goes in to get some suntan lotion from his sister's room and she's in the shower, like, you know, 80s naked through the shower. And it looks like she's all twisted like a fucking pretzel Gumby figure. Like yeah, backwards. her tits and ass are facing the same direction. And Which she's is like, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with what we're seeing here. Um, and then he like freaks out, like, what the hell? He opens up the door. His sister like looks normal again, covering herself up like, Billy, what are you doing? You fucking pervert. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. He does not close the door immediately, mind you. He holds that fucking door open while he's having a conversation. Which adds to the like incestual relationship yes. of the movie, which it's funny because you were quoting lines earlier. And I'm surprised you didn't quote the like great line in the beginning where it's like, there's nothing wrong with my family. Nothing except a little psychosis and incest. Yeah. Like, well, that, that sounds like, like, that sound like a good... I was I'm picking lines that make... like. There's a yeah. line later on. It's like, <laughs> guys are going to pop high ones to you. That's how hot you are. And I was like, yeah. who the fuck says <laughs> who that? Who says that to their sister? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. People who open their shower door when their sister's in the shower. So. so he saw that and then he goes to the beach and then here's the tape. And that's why he's like more willing to believe what's right. on the tape because he just saw something that was kind of fucked up as well. The next day he goes into his psychiatrist's office, plays back the tape, and there's nothing really incriminating in the least in this tape other than like good wholesome family business going on. Uh, Billy freaks out and immediately calls Blanchard on the psychiatrist's phone is like, Blanchard, I need another copy of this tape and leaves. And it's like, Billy, you fucking idiot. You just got Blanchard killed. Also, why would he think Blanchard has another copy of the tape? Because they, they make well, there's a line that he's not present for, but they make earlier. It's like the, the dad and judge Carter are talking. He's like that Blanchard is a real electronics wizard we might have to look after him so the movie let us know the information that like billy would know this but billy never actually knew this so yeah he was just clearly shooting for the moon on that one Blanchard at the beach says okay i bugged your sister here's the tape listen to it he never says i mean a cop it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter like cds or whatever like you know like fucking nowadays we can just have copies of everything i think we're just lucky that blanchard was being proactive and made a blanchard's a smart dude (laughs) one for you one for me that's how i keep my sex tapes now as as podcasters are you all jealous that he can get such great sound off that little microphone on the earring oh it was the best quality (laughs) production that i've ever heard of get you know incestual anything but at what cost though because literally the next scene he goes to meet blanchard and blanchard's van is flipped upside down and Blanchard is dead. We all noises. And he's like, oh, he walks right into that crime scene and starts picking <laughs> up love, evidence. I, and it's I like, love how not like the cop just kneels down next to him and is like, 
What you doing, buddy? He's, he's like, he's like, this isn't a garage sale. And it's I didn't like, like that part. How about you fucking tell this dude to get off your fucking crime scene, asshole? Well, he does, but he's a dick about it, which I could totally. He does it. He's well, so blase. He's like, you should probably back up. This is not a garage sale. That's how you know he's a rich white kid because if he was a black kid, he'd been like, right. stop resisting, would have shot him yeah. right there. Oh, God. <laughs> it took a, it took a real, right real turn there. <laughs> he's coming right for us, blam, blam. <laughs> 19 bullets to stop him, but. <laughs> Billy runs back to the house and he's all like, I've got to tell well, you guys we something. Think Blanchard's dead. Well, hold on, hold on. We, as far as we know, Whoa, Blanchard is dead. Um, so he runs back to the house. John's and he's good about like, dropping the spoilers early yeah, on yeah. before we get there. Bro, that's John's thing. If you're thing. listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie, you're probably just wildly confused anyway. So I understand, but I'm saying we've, been, we've done really good about not like revealing like a. Listen, here's you're a like, spoiler. By the he's way, he's alive. Everybody is a fucking weird monster alien thing, but not really an alien. And Billy at the end just walks cut right his, the fuck cut out. Cut his mic off right now. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. It's over. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So he runs back home to tell his parents and his sister because it is his her sister's ex, his sister's ex boyfriend. He's like, I got to tell you something about Blanchard. And they're like, Oh, yeah. But first, Checkwell came in the mail, and he opens it up. It's the Telegram yes. invite to Ted's party. And I thought, like, like, Oh, is he going to get accepted to college? Or are I they going to like too. shove him away? But it's just that fucking party. I was like, Oh, you got an internship with the judge, or something yeah. like life changing. It's like you got an invite to that party. And they're like, Aren't you thrilled? He's like, Blanchard's dead. And they're just like. Yeah, we heard. But aren't you excited about that party? What are you going to wear? <laughs> to the funeral? No, to the party, silly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and at this point, you really kind of like, you're really like, okay, Billy's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Bill- I do want to interject one plot point that we don't need to go too deep on. At this point, he's broken up with his cheerleader girlfriend, and Clarissa has been very interested in him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clarissa's like all um, up on because her. Because when they finally go to Ted's party... Uh, the the ex girlfriend shows up and is real pissed off that Billy's there with Clarissa. But the thing is, she's the one that said we should see other people. It's like if you break up with someone, you can't be mad that they maybe move she on. was thinking he would chase her, but he was like on to the next one asap. I think she was mostly very appalled that he showed up to the party. She was so interested in going That's to, true. and he wasn't. But she's wasn't like, what she is he doing here? Was she already in a jacuzzi with somebody else? So. Was, he, High school know. drama. Oh no, her friend though had a side ponytail, and I was like, Mm-mm-mm. "Really feeling that? What's up, girl? How you doing?" But then we get to punky the part where shit. <laughs> learned a lot of weird shit about Garrett in this episode. Yeah. All right, I'm, just, I'm gonna be side quiet ponytails. That's a big one, huh? Side ponytail and tape sex noises. Welcome back to Garrett's podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so he hooks up with Clarissa at that point. Is that when they go have sex? No, first he goes and like accosts Ted Ferguson the third Esquire and says, "What'd you do with my sister?" And he's like, "Oh Bro, yeah, because he your knows." Sister. Yeah, and Ted's like straight up like, "I fucked her yeah, straight I up. I fucked her. Then everyone else got hot and they fucked her. And then I'm gonna push you oh, in yeah. the pool." Doesn't Ted say like he she fucked her parents? Yeah, she yes. fucked everybody at this point. He, oh, he didn't deny the tape in the least. He's like, no. "Yeah, that'll happen, bro." Oh yeah, yeah straight I up. Her, her, your parents fucked her then the judge fucked her and he and then i think billy is like brain broke oh yeah he's, <laughs> i mean as one would probably be hearing yeah. that you're like wait the hold the fuck up and then he gets pushed in the pool and then clarissa comes and my question him. is do you think he's more mad about that happening or that he wasn't invited <laughs> Ew. i'm saying this yeah. hey the movie set the tone not me yeah, you guys it's true. It's probably true. the well they they try to like do some weird shit with him later and he Why wasn't about it so that's true that's true yeah, so then he's all, he gets out of the pool, and then he finds Clarissa, and they're like, why don't we get out of here? And he's like, all right, whatever. And then they go, fuck. Yeah, yeah, him and uh, Bill, Bill. Just, wow, Uh-oh. romance is not dead with you, John. There was no romance in this scene at That's all. That's how you know John's a married man, okay? <laughs> we got five minutes, let's go. Dude, um, it, was, they, so. they, it doesn't make any sense, except that she had, I guess, a mission to 
seduce this man. Yeah, I, th- I couldn't. They tell, know each other for like twelve minutes. But I couldn't tell if she was starting to really like him, which we find out later. That's what was actually happening. But the way it's played out in the script, I was like, is she doing this part as part of the society, or is she doing this because she really wants to? So anyway, he has he has sex with her. Realize she's got an extra arm. Yeah. Then Clarissa explains it all. She does. <laughs> she <laughs> she basically acts like it's no big deal. He leaves. Wait, she had an extra. Oh, she did have yeah. an extra her arm. Like I thought her around. torso just yeah, separated I her at one point. Torso was twisted. Yeah. Oh. And it's a great. So she Mr. Fantastics that shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from a Marvel heads out there. Where you at? <laughs> it's a great little like special effect. That's like easy to do, but it's so like done effectively. It's like it really works. a great scene. There's nothing. Again, all the special effects in this are done really well. And like, I was kind of shocked by that because I expected yeah. <laughs> cheesier shit from what I was like getting from the script. I was like, oh, this is going to pay off horribly. No, it actually look. It all looks really cool. Like even when the, the daughter is turned around in the bathroom, the yeah. shower. I was like, that looks really cool. Yeah. So, so we find out that the nerd um, who he's debating was like, hey, I've got some information about the society. Meet me here. He goes to meet him. That Does that nerd, happen that same night? Yeah. yeah that's that, nerd, same night. that nerd kid is dead. What a busy night for him. Then you find out that the nerd kid's not actually dead. Wow. I did not know that happened that same night. The whole movie, I think, takes place in like a three-day span. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's real it's, quick. It's, it's they, pretty wild. Did they kill and replace that kid? I thought yes. he was already part of the society. They, I'd, I'd assume it was all faked. Yeah, like, I thought I it was I thought he was just back joke. there pretending to be dead, and then they ran off and like left. When he went to go get the cops, when the Ted, car was when gone. And goes, like all the evidence. Okay, was so gone. was it pretend? Because I thought he was dead. No, I just assumed it was fake. Yeah, I to, thought it was fake. Because then he Billy. comes in later as being like part of the crew. I think it's one of those things that it's a kind of it can be either or because okay. it's like we already know, like you said, unreliable narrator. True. So we already know that off the off the riff, and then two, it's like they could just be fucking with him because why not? It's like well, hey. the next day he goes to do his second debate for class president, and who he was running against was the kid we saw killed the night before, Petrie or Petri, and he like <laughs> is his name really Petri? Yeah. Oh, holy shit! I missed that. I would have loved that shit. <laughs> and they missed uh, a good petri dish joke. I know. <laughs> so Bill's up there. He's confessing the murder of Petri. He's like, dude, he died last night. He's not going to show up. And then Petri walks off, you know, side stage. Like, here I am. Just had a little car trouble. Yeah. <laughs> He's so eighty. He's like wearing a suit with a briefcase and shit. And it's like, oh, it's a car wouldn't start. And then everybody <laughs> laughs at Billy, time. and he thinks he's crazy. And oh, then he like yeah. rolls back home and his parents are all in negligee, like rubbing Jennifer, it's their daughter's shit. back. Oh, yeah. They're like giving her like this sensual, like the dad's behind her giving her this essential massage. And I was like, yo, daughter's cute, but this is really weird. <laughs> and um, I was like, yo, what is it? And she's like, oh, Bill, you came to see your mother. And I was just like, oh, if they fucking play this scene out on film, I see why this is one of the weirdest films of the top 10, like people say. But no, it kind of it kind of like peters off. And I was like, well, now what am I going to jack off to? Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm actually glad the film didn't get into Oedipus level garbage. I mean, this I'm just kidding. Oh but like, yes, yeah, so, so like that happens. And so I've then, heard. And then he like confronts them the next night or like later that morning or something like that. And they, they send him to the hospital. Like, and Milo, his friend thinks that he's dead because Milo follows him. And he was like, I'm here to see Bill, Bill. What's his last name? Whitney. 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 And he's like, Oh, you have to go to the morgue. He's dead. He's like, that can't be. There's no way he was just here. And they're like, people don't just die. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) like, no, he's dead. Just real quick. The, the end of the hospital scene, Bill walks out of the hospital and talks to Milo. It doesn't happen. Oh, they talk. No, No. he, he like jumps in his Jeep. And at this point, Mm. Bill's gone complete, like wackadoodle. Yeah, he snapped. Bill's like, I'm Um, fucking going to my house. And I was like, dude, don't go there. That's he's what they like, want no, they want to they want to fuck me anyway. So I'm going to go over there and fuck them. Like that's yeah. his tone. He was he's, taking with Milo. It's like, oh, yeah. And so Milo's okay. like, don't worry, dude, I got your back. I'm your wingman. And <laughs> that's when he like ends up going to get the mom when Bill gets like 
kidnapped at that yeah, point. That was like the weird, not the weirdest scene, but the like <laughs> dumbest scene in the movies where he's sneaking around the house. He gets a knife. Everything's dark. The house is totally empty. Then he goes up to the bedroom to see his parents or whatever. They're not there. Then he goes back down and somehow he gets captured and the house is just fucking filled with people. Well, okay. Is this a good time to point out that the society is made up of like skin melting creatures or oh, so do you think they were like on the <laughs> puddles on the ground? Yeah, I think maybe they were just Spoiler melted all alert. into a big fleshy bl- brick in the closet. It took them so long <laughs> to separate though at the end. I don't think that's it. I think they were just like surprise party, you know, like hiding in closets well, it, or something. They hid 100 people very well. Yeah, oh, very well. Because he, it was an empty house. Okay. <laughs> it was a big house. So before we get into this final scene, because at this point we have 30 minutes left of the movie and this is his final scene of like in sanity and it's so good it's it's amazing because i was just like i was shocked i not like like oh my god that's crazy just more just kind of like oh wow we're just committed to this we're going for it did we ever find out what these things were because he keeps calling them aliens no and then the judge says we're not aliens we've always been here yeah and he says like from the bloodline of julius caesar and genghis khan and i'm like did julius caesar and genghis khan have the ability to melt I think we're supposed to assume that upper society has always had some other type of ability or power that's not known to us lower class, non-fleshy shifters I couldn't tell if it was like through the time we've always had this ability or if it was like we've developed this over years of like great, and they call it like great breeding and stuff like that. And I was like, all right. The movie tells us that this property of like melting your face into other people to absorb their nutrients, they call it shunting. Which I actually Googled. That's amazing. I looked it up and shunting is not a real thing. It's something that has to do with railroad ties. Yeah. But, um, because I was like. this movie isn't real? (laughs) Turns out. They kept using this term and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like some old fashioned like like bloodletting type thing that they're referring to. No, it's just a random made up (laughs) word. But yeah, they keep calling it the shunting and I'm like, yo, that's a good word. That's really creepy. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Especially once you know what it means in context. It's one of those, you know, drop in a conversation kind of thing. It's like, oh, everyone else, everyone who knows what you're talking talking about uh we'll be into it yeah. or maybe think, not yeah. hopefully not <laughs> i think they've always had this ability because doesn't he say the rich have always feasted on the poor billy or whatever? yeah we've always fed off like i didn't know what they did it by like melting or if it was just like julius caesar ate poor people right I, right if i'm going to guess i'm i'm thinking this is an ancient race and of, you might as well at this point because right. none of us know what the fuck is going on I'm, I'm picturing some ancient race of upper class that has managed to keep the rest of humanity in check and be the lower working class that they feed on After the first chunting, we'll have that special treat we've been hearing so much about. Wonderful specimen in his prime. Nurtured by Jim and Nan in their very own home. (laughs) If you want a visual, think about having 80 to 90 elderly people just naked and in an underwear and like you're surrounded by them and they just start melting their skin into you and stuffing their hands into your ass cheeks and just like becoming one with you is somehow they're like, like, putting, gooey. like putting your fingers into a bowl of pudding yeah you know yeah. who for sure is one and of these things fucking ted cruz <laughs> <laughs> look at his skin kind of loosely hangs around like he's an alien i never knew what he was now i know he's this thing that's what i'm saying this would be a great movie to remake right now with some of our mitch mcconnell oh my god we should probably stop dro- name dropping like people and we're gonna get in trouble but i'm just saying like out. if hey, anybody's if anybody's out. shunting anybody mitch mcconnell is shunting somebody oh, yeah. hey mitch i'm in houston you ready for the shunting come on over <laughs> gross i think i think oh i'm so sick <laughs> <laughs> 
I, um, I think this so, is one of those things where like you gotta really give props to the special effects because like it starts out with just like a little bit of gel or something on people's skin. It looks like which, they're like like secreting like yeah. um, petroleum jelly. Yeah. It's such a simple Same effect. Vaseline. <laughs> but you put that red light on it and that music and suddenly it's just like so creepy. And then you add old people underneath and it people, and you're yeah. just like, yo, this is definitely weird. Didn't you know, Billy Boy? The rich have always sucked off low-class shit like you. But the thing is, it was so weird because it was like juxtaposed by like old people shunting and then um, young people kind of like learning the ways of the shunt. Like yes. the young kids in high school, the cool kids, Ted Ferguson and his crew. Um, <laughs> stop. Turd, turd Ferguson. <laughs> uh, read a sign, Turd Ferguson. Um, isn't that from SNL? Yeah. The, okay, that's what I was like. I think that's where it's from. It's but a, anyway, uh, Norm Macdonald joke. So, um, so yeah, Billy's been captured, and he's gonna like watch this shunting happen. They bring in a hooded figure, like in cloth and stuff like that, and it's Blanchard. They've had Blanchard Shunt alive this whole time, and they're gonna shunt Blanchard. And that's when you first see the shunt happening. These and they people shunt are, him so hard. Bro. They, they shunt that dude hard, bro. <laughs> they shunt the fuck out of him, man. Dude, the the old judge come over and fists him up the ass. Yeah, right. And the his, hand like, face. comes out of his face Which, and then pokes into his eyeball sockets. It's just like rubbery, ooey gooey disgustingness going on. Now, on John, the you actually have some insight <laughs> into <laughs> fisting asses. So why don't, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Well, as someone who's fisted a fair share of ass, it normally does not come out of their head, to be honest. Uh, uh, wait, it's just not one long, it's not a long pipe from mouth to ass? No, no. Oh, really, okay. Uh, it's a series of tubes. You've gone too far if that happens. you got to back it up. <laughs> That's why you got to learn the way beep. It, it makes the truck noise. It's one of the skills that you got to learn in the shunting process yeah. is you can it, make your way through through the organs and it's got this really gross like silly putty skin effect where yes. like their lips are connected to him and it's like becoming one with the flesh it's so beautifully disgusting so, is that the part where clarissa like decide that she cares about bill and let him free yeah, or you know he, tries to get out and then like they catch him and then like right. then he goes upstairs and that's right. where he runs he's into like, his mom parents. dad and his mom has like his sister inside of her <gasps> Oh God, yeah. that was so. She's like, if you have any Oedipus like desires or whatever, now's the time. Oh yeah, no. When they made that line, I was like, this whole movie has been based off this. Yeah, I was it's like, a great black comedy at this. We're, point. We're on board at this point, but let's like her fucking like daughter's face like flings out of her. Well, let's set vagina. up. The, let, let's set up the whole picture. Mom has no arms. She stands up, and her legs are man muscular arms with hands. That, uh, Which then, I thought were her dad's arms. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were, yeah. Yeah, and then she kind of spreads her legs, and then the daughter's head drops out of the crotchal region and sticks out and starts <laughs> talking to, to Bill, and you're like, oh my God. It's really what fucking I, weird. What and, I also like about that scene is because it's like, you immediately follow this really well-done scene of the shunt where you get to see, and then, of course, this is very clumsily done. It does I, feel it, very clumsily it's done. It's like the mom's face doesn't look real. Um, the arm thing is like it's a kind of a half-assed effect. Not that I'm saying it's bad, but it definitely adds to the. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel the vibe that we just yeah. got with the shunt that was going on downstairs. The dad appears out from under the covers, which satin sheets. Yes, yeah, and um, it's basically the dad's face, like out of his own ass, coming out coming of his out of own his ass. Yeah, 
but he's just like a pair of like legs with a face coming out of his ass. And there's nothing else to him. And he goes, guess what, son? You were right. I am a butthead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that joke just totally ruined the entire momentum. <laughs> no way. It's so great. It was the best no, no. dad it joke. Was, it was a great dad <laughs> joke, but like it, it ruined the momentum for me because I was like, I was joke, really yeah. scared of like, what the fuck is going on? And that happened. I was like, oh, I am a butthead. So you're saying it sapped the horror out of it. It did. It was very comedic, but that was the exact moment that made me buy the film. Yes. Like that clip alone <laughs> was like, I got to own Great this Great moment. It just felt very like out of place. That line felt out of place with sure. what I was seeing. I, I guess was like, I can I was, understand that. I wouldn't say terrified, but I was definitely uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, I'm not okay with what the fuck's going on here. And then that line was said and I was like, and there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're fine. These guys are dummies. So Bill runs out of the room, gets captured again by He gets captured a lot, man. Yeah. Bill is fucking terrible. Like he was supposed <laughs> to be our hero and I didn't give a shit if he died at that point. I was like, you're a fucking dummy. He's really incompetent. But yeah. anyway. So he goes downstairs and he then takes a gonna... white glove off and he slaps Turd Ferguson in the face and goes, I challenge you to a duel, Wait, sir. Did that really happen? So no. Great. <laughs> oh, I was like, yo, I missed that. I don't know, up. but it did seem like Bill had some like, I'm in enacting code three of the society where you got to fist fight me to the it death or whatever. It's like, like, what? We're going to solve this by man on man. He's combat. like, you and me, man to man. No, you know, he was like, and turn with, and turn, <laughs> Ted was like, all right, sounds great. And everyone and then, else is like, okay. But everyone, everyone unshunts. It looks yeah. like a very painful process or you know, a very time consuming process to unshunt your, <laughs> also your fleshy scene, bits. That's where you get to see like naked old people just covered in like KY. Yeah. Just and, then, gathering like, and themselves. the judge still has his cigar, which yes. I was like, there's no way that thing's not put out with all the fucking sticky body juice that's been engulfing you Well, you, you don't guys. know how a shunt works. Come on now. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and true. then they all start chanting, fight, fight, fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, like Mark says, it's like they almost have like a protocol for like, oh, he called man to man? All right, everyone, you know what to do. <laughs> and then this is great because the judge goes, in this corner, hailing from the lineage of Julius Caesar and Genghis Khan, Ted's... Turd Ferguson. No, it's like, Ted the Turd Ferguson. <laughs> it's like Ted the like lion eater. Like They had some like really classy name for him. Ferguson and everyone's like yeah and he's like and this corner coming from nowhere yes <laughs> Bill the Bastard Whitney and like I was like that's a much cooler sounding name yeah. Dude, than whatever you just called Ted I gotta be honest though if you're high society being called nothing is probably the worst insult I know that's gonna infuriate you but then you get called Bill the Bastard and you're like fuck this <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah dude the bastard that's a fucking hard ass like fighting name and then I was like okay well he's gonna feel like pissed off because he got told that he was nothing and he's gonna kick the shit out of Ted no for the next five minutes Ted just proceeds to beat the hell out of this dude with no fight whatsoever Bill is worthless like I don't think Bill had ever thrown a fist in his life no he had no plan for this at all but then he thought back to what Mr. Miyagi said <laughs> and, and really had a good comeback fight and punched him right in his fucking stomach or ass no, or he wherever punched him in the dick the yeah he okay did he punch him with the ass I couldn't tell I was like is that another ass fucking move okay. because I feel like that if was if you think it's weird sexual stuff with Yuzna it always is it's always going to be weird okay. sexual so he stuff. Punches him up the ass. Up Imagine what he put again. into "Honey, I Blew Up the Kids" or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or some yeah weird the original shit. script way different, bro. <laughs> way different. And uh, and then he just walks out. He's like, you completely like skipped over the fact that he punches the guy up the ass, grabs him. And then pulls him inside oh, out. Right. Completely. Right. That was I amazing. Mean, I don't know how you skip that okay, part. Hold on. I've got, <laughs> some, I've got a line point. written down because I had a question but about this. At that this. point, you're just so numb. It's like, oh my God. Oh, another fucking weird thing. They said, 
don't touch him until he's congealed. Yes. What does that mean? Like, what was that for? <laughs> does anybody know why that is? Is there, is that ever explained why you're not supposed to touch him until he's congealed? It's just one of the rules of shunting, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's just a shunt rule. Just this un, those unspoken <laughs> shunting rules. That one was spoken. So it must've been an important <laughs> shunting rule. If you haven't congealed, don't make him squeal. Oh. <laughs> That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> um, so at that point, Bill, Clarissa and Milo escape in their Jeep. It cuts back inside to the judge smoking his cigar and he's like I'm getting too old for this and I was like Danny Glover said it better you asshole but that's like the end of the movie yeah it's a really yeah, let down ending the judge says well looks like I've got an opening in that program this summer oh yeah my internship is opening yeah. and I was like that better not be the last line and, and sure enough credits. fade to black and I was like Bam. what the fuck movie what the fuck and that's where we get to go to our old standby horror movies don't know how to end themselves <laughs> <laughs> at least this one didn't even try they were just like I thought some drive away I thought the ending was okay but don't lead with a don't end with a line like that you know like just let them like drive off into the distance and fade to black like that's a fair ending but don't no, cut back cool. to the characters that don't have any comeuppance <laughs> the jeep's driving away it just fucking blows up the end so i have a question also it's just not to not to drag this out any longer but um clarissa is part of society which means she can yes. shunt does she have to shunt to live or does she can just live like a normal life as it is because she full-on leaves the society with Milo and Bill. Is she going to shunt Milo and Bill? I would say probably not, because her mom is also part of society and never shunts. She does eat people's hair and does all this other weird stuff. Oh, is that stuff. what she's doing? I thought she was yeah. eating people and then coughing up their hair. No, she's just eating their, like, their oh, hair. Oh, she's just got a hair and I feel like it's one of those, yeah, it's like that tri, whatever it's called, triclo, whatever, that disease that people okay. eat hair. And okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. It's a real thing. I trust me. And uh, yeah, I think I think part of the rules of the monster rules in this movie is that you don't have to shun. It's just a thing they do because it's fun. Because it's sexual in you nature. You choose to shun. You choose to shun. It's sexual in nature. To so them. it's a fetish. They eat, yeah. They eat okay. people this way. All this other stuff. You know, it is kind of par- partially fetishistic. And again, if it's a weird sexual thing with using it, it probably is. Imagine like Ugh. on the East Coast, they shut don't shut your shunt. mouth. <laughs> and they're like, oh, look at this West Coast society, always shunting. Yeah. Oh. And, and in other societies, they don't shunt at all. They look down on shunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is like just a, oh, okay. That could be in the all reboot. Right. On the other <laughs> yeah. side of the world, they shunt ass first, not face first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't they shunt it. on the other side of the road, not this side <laughs> of the road. In Soviet Russia, the shunt shunts you, you know? <laughs> the toilet bowl water goes backwards over there. A um, couple things I wanted to add uh Yuzno was a producer on the original uh reanimator film so he held the rights to that film well he and, actually and? uh brokered a deal a two movie deal mm-hmm. that allowed him to get this one made he's mm-hmm. like i want to do i want you to give me two movies guaranteed greenlit and then we'll do the sequel to reanimator and that's oh. how he got this one off the ground he did actually have a sequel planned wait oh, to society yes. oh yeah it's called society Two: body modification mm-hmm. what do you think that movie would have been about God, i love i love 80s 90s like <laughs> horror movie titles because they're just like the, the, the subtitle is not necessary at no. all <laughs> cenobites are where shunting leads there you go don't uh, you dare don't you that's dare it. you could tie this all together these are <laughs> Come early <to> daddy. cenobites <laughs> Gross. You, uh, do you think, do you think Frank, was, Frank was trying to shunt? Come to daddy. He, do you remember how he actually to yeah, read gel? <laughs> he oh. shunt and he needed he needed humans. All right, we're we're way off base here. This he had to shunt those men that uh, are the you lady saying was the Hellraiser society or like a cinematic universe. Yes, definitely. Oh, there we go. Definitely. <laughs> Body yeah. modification. Come on. Yeah, there is a. Uh, you know, in the Blu-ray release or whatever it is, I think there is a comic society party animal, and it's actually like a sequel. I have no idea if Yuzin has any hand in it, 
and like anything about it. I've never read it, but uh, I'm curious because it's like, how do you really follow this up in any way? Because you get it's like you said about the ending. It's like it kind of just ends. you follow the internship. Well, the yeah, thing is, <laughs> like, a sequel back then would have made sense. They could have followed along, Bill, like sure. you know, some standard. I'm going against the society, rebelling and bringing them down type storyline. But 40 years later, or 30 years later. Uh, where we sit, I don't see a sequel oh, like being or very Clarissa. There's a lot of possibilities with a girl who can like twist. Like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Dude, girl, I'm not going to be like discriminatory here, but like, you know, there's got to be some like. That's why Bill was so in love with her. There These rich go. people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's 40 years later. She had and that now side it's ponytail. Like, uh, <laughs> it's her whole skull that's yeah. so That's the. There you go. Part. Tits on the backside. <laughs> I'm in. But uh, it's 40 years later. Now shrimp like, on the Barbie. Uh, yes. <laughs> Now it's like a Mad Max universe where society has taken over. Yeah. And Bill is a band of rebels, Terminator style. They got to send someone back in time. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can really do a lot with this universe, Ooh. is what I'm saying. Society 3, shunt through time. Oh, through shit. Time. There you go. They have to kill Julius Caesar, the original the ori- society <laughs> You get the original, all of them die. You know, that's, that, that's true. not vampires, guys. <laughs> we don't know that. Wait, that's how vampires work, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> we- all right. I would highly recommend this film. Uh, it's so bizarre and weird and like the things that go on, like the weird incestual tones were just so off-putting. For some it was, people. It was I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm just a, trying to make it as weird as possible for all you guys at this table. It's a really uh, unique film. And like you said, I think a remake would be absolutely fabulous in this political environment right now where the societal tones are just, you know, all over the place. What about you guys? Would you recommend it? I would totally recommend this movie, but not for the fact that, like, you've got to watch this horror film. I'd be like, this movie is balls of the wall fucking 80s craziness. you got to see this shit. I would just position it as that. Yes, yes, I would definitely recommend this movie. Yeah, I actually, this is, like, in my top ten for sure. That said, I generally, it's one of those movies where people are like, hey, what's a great 80s movie, or what's a great horror movie like? And this is always one of the ones on the tip of my tongue, but I always catch myself because I'm like, this is a very strange movie. There's a lot of taboo subjects in this and a lot of strange stuff in it. It's one of those things where uh, I don't recommend it only because... <laughs> what if this was your go-to recommendation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my like, favorite film of yo. all time. Listen to what it has to this say. This is one of those things where it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, you got to kind of know who you are. It's a great movie, but it's not one I recommend to everybody because it's like, unless it's like, I think of this John Waters. <laughs> Tell I know you're fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling you about That's this basically one. it. Yeah. It's like, unless I know you're fucked up. It's like, there's this story of John Waters I like to think about when I think of this movie where when he was a kid and he knew he was weird and into weird shit, he would try and go find these books that were like not really popular and not really well known. And librarians would be like, we don't have those. But of course they would. They're just like, not for kids. And it's like, you know, hey, he's a kid who's into this weird stuff. Just give him the book. Like, he already knows about it. It's not like he's not going to, like, not find it. And Society is one of those movies where it's like, if you kind of know about this movie and you have any interest at all, you should probably check it out. If the idea of, like, people, old people melting into each other and, like, fisting each other kind of turns you off, you could probably pass on this. And that's probably fine. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the, the incestual undertones in the movie definitely could make some people feel weird and the the shunting stuff at the end definitely is like visually kind oh, of yes. off-putting <laughs> but to be fair like i would rather watch this creepy because it's kind of over the oh, top yeah. comedic like horror gore and i was like okay that's see it didn't bother me at all um as far as that aspect goes i'm more bothered when like you know like if you saw people like in pet cemetery where they slice oh, sure. the achilles <laughs> the achilles tendon of that dude like that shit's way more offensive to me than what was in 
what the fuck movie we just watched? Um, Society. <laughs> um, so like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd like withhold this movie from people because of it's so, because it's so yeah. weird. I think I would just pro- set out expectations of like, yo, this is a weird ass eighties movie with some crazy, like weird special effects. And by the way, <laughs> you know, if you're trigger warned by, you know, incest stuff, heads up. I think like, that I think that right there is what people would have to get over more so than the over the top gore. I thought maybe like the fisting thing of the, <laughs> the ass, but like that's like minor compared to what we saw in like other horror movies at oh, the time. Yeah. I feel like the incest stuff might have been like the weird kind of like we got to edit this out. <laughs> well, anything else on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think one thing that we definitely got to give props to is Scream, Screaming Mad George, who does all the special effects in this film, went on to do uh, like Freaked, which is an amazing movie. If you all haven't seen it yet, I think you all would. If you like society, Freaked is is pretty great. More for kids, but a really fun movie. <laughs> More for kids after watching after this watching movie? After watching society. Oh, I mean, boy. I saw this as a kid. I don't don't ask me how, but I did. And then I ended up seeing it again like in 35 millimeter many decades later. So it was a really awesome experience to see it all on the big screen. Uh, you really get like a nice glimpse of the shunt then. <laughs> the Giver, which is like a Mark Hamill film. Uh, see, I know the Giver. Yeah, I know the that, Giver. That was kind of more anime. That was that was directed by Screaming Mad George, so it has, of course, those insane special effects that are really amazing. And, and those it's creature really, effects in that movie are kind of gross too. Yeah, like all the monsters. And this guy, uh, the cockroach scene from uh, Nightmare Three. That's also Screaming Mad George. Like the guy is amazing talent. Oh, really? You mean yeah. Nightmare Four. Uh, Nightmare Four. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's that a great scene. Always fucks me up. Man. Yeah, it's one of my top favorite Freddy kills. And so it's just like you know, this is amazing talent, and this other guy who like was maybe talented question mark with Yuzna. <laughs> it's just a, an amazing combination, and that's kind of why I love this movie. It's like nothing really kind of matches it as far as like just that that nice moment where they just came together and made this really fucked up movie but it's an amazing movie and great accomplishment so i recommend it right on well that's all we got (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna try that again right on that's all we got (laughs) all right thanks for joining us we'll see you next time